What's going on, everyone? My name is Carlos Serrano, and you are listening to the Blood, Sweat, and Tears podcast. This is a sports podcast where we dive deep into the life of an athlete, tackling topics on faith, the body, and the mind. In each episode, I will be having a new guest on the show where I will be interviewing them about their sports experiences along with their personal faith journey. I hope this can be a show that can fill you up with encouragement and insight through the discussions that we will be having here. Now, with that being said, let's get on with the show. episode of the Blood, Sweat, and Tears podcast. My name is Carlos Serrano, and I'm joined here by the wonderful Mrs. Morgan Roberts. Hello, Morgan. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Um, really excited for this. Um, this is the sixth episode now. So, wow. Um, thank you for doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, Morgan, why don't you tell the audience, the people that are listening, um, about yourself, um, more importantly, your athletic career. Like, what, what was that like for you? Um doing the sports that you did. Awesome. Um, yeah, I'm excited to be here. Um, so like you said, my name is Morgan and I'm, um, I, a little bit about my career. So, um, let's see, I started playing basketball in sixth grade. Um, I was relatively tall for my age. Um, I pretty much right now I'm like five nine and a half. I was like five eight by the time I graduated eighth grade. So mm-hmm. I was monstrous compared to everyone else. Right. Um, so sixth grade, I started playing, and at that time I was just trying to figure out what sports I liked. Um, I really enjoyed volleyball and basketball, um, but found a liking, extra liking to basketball. I think I mm-hmm. just enjoyed the contact of it. Where volleyball, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I could like push anyone over. <laughs> right. So. So yeah, um, my, I started playing, so seventh grade, I went to my first basketball camp and that was when I really was like, okay, this is, I really enjoy this. Mm-hmm. And then, um, my eighth grade year, I started getting looked at by some of the high schools in our district, just again, because of my size. I went to a small, um, Lutheran school. I only had 10 people graduating from my eighth grade class. So wow. our, our sports teams were not. That's huge. <laughs> That's small. Yeah, there were six wow. girls and four boys. Um, really amazing experience. So then I went to a public school across the street um, and made it on to varsity my freshman year. And at the same time, I started playing club basketball between my freshman and sophomore year. Okay. So <clears throat> I had a really good experience with high school basketball. I wouldn't say we were the most, like, we weren't the the best team in the state, you know, Right. but, um, you know, there's pros and cons to that because if you are the best team in the state, you usually have a handful of great players, right. but I was on a team that only had like one or two. So I got to play the whole game. I was usually the top scorer and, you know, in the, in those, in that sense, it was really, and you stand out more. Yeah, I definitely stand out. And so, um, I started playing for, uh, West Valley basketball club, which was, um, I'm from Northern California. So I, drove about an hour, um, for club practice. Um, so this really, I would say really started my love for basketball. Um, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of an extremist in the sense of like when I'm committed, I'm committed. And once I learned that I could get a full ride scholarship and not have to pay for college, then I got obsessed with that. And I was like, I'm going to make it to college. I'm going to play basketball and Mm. I'm going to get, I'm going to get a scholarship. 
So similar to my high school, the club team was not the best in the state. Mm. You know, I, I had the option. There was a couple in NorCal where you could play for this, like, the best team. And, you know, uh-huh. there's all these all-stars on it. Or you could right. play for a mediocre team and, again, get more experience and more playtime. Right. So I decided to go with that, um, the second option, so that I could be more of a, a key player rather than just a role player. Mm-hmm. And... Um, this is where I really gave all of my time. So, so a schedule, a weekly schedule of mine was every day after school, um, in my off season, if I wasn't playing volleyball or doing track, I would drive an hour and a half to go play open gym Mm -hmm. every day. And then I would play open gym for like two hours, drive home an hour and a half, do my homework, eat, go to bed. So that was every day after school, Friday nights for my club team. We had practice from six to 9 PM Saturday. We had practice from eight to 12 PM. And Sunday would practice from 8 to 12 p.m. <laughs> so needless to say, my whole, literally my entire life was basketball. Yeah. Sounds Spent a like lot it. of time in the car and a lot of time playing. Um, <clears throat> so I did that um, my freshman through senior year, played, you know, high school basketball. And then um, started getting recruited my freshman year in high school at um, some of the club tournaments that they have. Um, and <clears throat> the, the two final schools that I had kind of, decided ended up deciding between was Boise State and University of San Diego Hmm. um, which is kind of funny because Boise State was the first letter I ever received going into my freshman year and USD was my last letter they recruited me super late and so um, that was like almost to the very end like I couldn't um, it was my last summer my last game was at USD which was pretty crazy so wow Took an official visit to both of those, um, ended up deciding on University of San Diego, and came down, played my, played all four years on a full ride scholarship. Um, I was terrible my freshman year, um, (laughs) mostly because of my size. I played a lot of post in high school, and Uh on my club team, I played more of a three slasher, but ball handling was not my strength, but I loved to shoot. Hmm. So the transition to playing against guards in college who've been playing guards their entire career Hmm. um, was really hard for me. And so I had to get a lot faster, a lot quicker. Um, And then just learning how to shoot off of, um, in a college setting, you're playing against girls that are bigger than you. You know, and I I like to think of it as like you take all the best, those one best players from every team and you put them in college and that's who you're playing against. You know, it's... There's really nobody that's a nobody. Yeah. Um, and if it is, it's like Everyone kind of way out there. of the blue. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I played. Um, I My sophomore year, I started starting. Um, I, I started about half the games. By, my t- by the time I was a junior, I was starting every game. Um, I would say averaging like eight points my junior year. And then I had a breakout senior year um, really because my coach told me that I wouldn't be able to make first team all conference and I wanted to prove her wrong. So mm. I, you know, it was friendly competition. No, of course. Um, and so I, I worked the hardest I'd ever worked and ended up being our second top scorer my senior year. Um, wow. and finally getting, getting some looks by some, um, recruiters from overseas, but decided to not go play. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, my senior year, we made it to the final four of the NIT. Oh, wow. Um, and that was an amazing experience. I mean, it was like four different time zones in two weeks. We were all <laughs> over the place because we were the underdogs. We yeah. ended up 
beating UW. We beat we beat some pretty big names and then ended up losing at Oklahoma State um, in the final four. But it was an amazing ending to my basketball career yeah. for sure. Um, I felt like I I literally gave all of my blood, sweat, and tears my senior <laughs> year. Um, and so yeah, I have no regrets. Lots of you know being able to hang up my my shoes. After that, I didn't feel like I was missing anything. So. Wow, well, that's definitely a career for sure. <laughs> uh, so, f- totally forgot the whole rigor remote thing, um, the whole thing that I was supposed to say in the beginning. Um, but this is a Christian podcast yeah. um, and also a sports podcast as well. And so, obviously, we just talked about the sports part, um, but now we're talking about the Christian part. Um, Morgan, for for you, I mean, obviously, basketball was your life or yeah. a good majority of it. Um, how how was that for you as far as um, becoming a disciple of Jesus? What was that? What was that journey like for you starting to devote your life to God and yeah. when basketball was that center? And right. for an athlete, a lot of our sports that we're into, that is everything for us. And so the right. transition from that to God being the center um, right. can be a hard one. So yeah. what was that like for you? What was your story and journey like in that sense? Yeah, um, well, <clears throat> yeah, I think like you said, they they're definitely... <laughs> you can't, I always think of the scripture, like you can't love both God and money. And it is really hard to like love both being an athlete and being a Christian because it's, um, they both take your whole heart, you know? So, um, like I mentioned, I grew up going to a Lutheran school, Lutheran church. I mean, I've gone to church my entire life. So loving God and having a faith was never out of the picture for Mm me. Um, but at a very young age, I mean, my priority was clear. It was, I'd miss church for basketball. I would like, you know, I tried to go to my local youth group. I tried to be involved in, I mean, my family are very, very spiritual, very amazing family. And so, like I said, God was always a part of my story. Um, but I think once I got to college, um, I definitely didn't prioritize him as I should have. And I think anytime you don't prioritize him, your sinful nature is going to take over and you're mm-hmm. going to do what you want to do. And, and that's pretty much what happened to me my freshman year. Um, I think through all the transitions and being away from my family, I had to figure out, um, you know, who I was. Uh, and so I would say my, it was in between my sophomore, and my junior year, I had just gotten to a really rough place in my life. I think outside of basketball, I just, was making some really poor choices as an individual Mm. um, and that were very much against the values that I was raised with. Mm -hmm. So by the time I, you know, I'd gotten myself to a pretty ugly place, I realized like, okay, I need to reignite this faith that I have had my entire life, but in a more personal um, relationship with God. So it's actually my, the summertime, which was nice because it was off season Mm -hmm. um, and found, you know, the San Diego church of Christ, which was great a really awesome campus group, um, and started going. And I mean, it, it was literally like my, my fire was almost out. And then this was like a bunch of lighter fluid, just like sprayed all over Mm. (laughs) my faith, which was really cool because I felt like it just, again, really reignited my, my faith. (laughs) Uh, we're going to take a break right now. Um, Morgan's baby Capri (laughs) just woke up and we'll be right back. All right, welcome back, guys. Um, we have a new addition to the podcast now. We have a little baby Capri with us. <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely part of the mother life that Morgan has now. Um, but anyways, you were talking about 
um, the your story with um, on your journey with God and continuing on with that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yes, having a crying, napping baby is, is part of life. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I started, I got involved with a, a local church, um, campus ministry, and um, really just had to figure out and reestablish my faith and, you know, had to really look at the scriptures for my own for my own and really make decisions based on my own life and what the scriptures were saying. So anyways, um, yeah, I got super involved. I actually ended up meeting my now husband, um, at the, um, college group, which was great. We've been married for a little over three years now and we have a baby who's a little over four months old. Um, she is a joy. Um, and yeah, so then learning how to balance, oh gosh, a relationship with God in basketball was so hard because especially Division One basketball, you are expected to pour all your extra time into, into basketball. You condition extra, you um, go shoot extra, and really our, the biggest thing that I had to learn was time management, and mm. I know we're going to talk about balance um, today, but it was really... It was really considering what are the priorities. Okay. God mm-hmm. is my priority then basketball. So every morning I'm going to wake up and I'm going to have my time with God and I'm going to yeah. read my Bible and figure out how the scriptures relate to my life right now. So that was okay. It was busy. So I had to take God with me everywhere I went. So whenever mm-hmm. I had some free moments, i um, just figuring out how to spend time with him differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to even trying to influence my teammates and, you know, a lot of the teammates that I was with, they saw my life before I was a disciple and then they saw it after. And mm-hmm. it was, it was drastically different. And so right. I think that was to how my relationship with God really, um, affected, you know, the people around me affected my life. And so, um, so anyways, as far as that, I, you know, have been a part of that church for, Oh gosh, almost eight years, um, mm. and and loving every every part of it, and just I think learning how to balance every season of my life now, right? You know, oh, so yeah, absolutely. So yeah, nice. So uh, now you're obviously still a sports fan. Um, just as a fan, um, has your has your view of sports changed now being um, a devout Christian and like. How do you approach that? Because, I mean, as athletes, it's kind of hard to not love sports still, mm-hmm. um, even just as a fan, right. the competitive nature that's in us. Yeah. Um, so, like, even just if you're just watching a sport, eat a, an event, or even playing um, just for fun with friends yeah. and family, how, how has that changed for you, or has it changed? Um, how's that, like, been for you? Yeah, well, I think I think sometimes there's a misunderstanding that you you can't play Division One basketball, or you can't be a hardcore fan or athlete and be a Christian. And I think that's just that's so incorrect because I think this is a a community that needs God. I mean, more than ever. Yeah. And um, you know, I think there's a part of God that he um, he is competitive, like in the sense of like, he doesn't lose. He doesn't yeah, lose to Satan. He doesn't lose to anyone, you know? That's a good point. Um, and he's also very passionate. And I think God put in our, he clearly gave different people, different abilities, and he put a competitive nature inside of us. And he mm-hmm. gave us passion to love different sports. And, and I think that we just get to learn how to mend the two together. So if you're playing and all of a sudden you get super upset and you start cussing someone out and you're like, Oh shoot. Like, 
I probably shouldn't have done that. Oh. Now as a Christian, you're like, okay, I'm going to go back and I'm going to apologize. Like, hey, I, I totally lost my temper. Like, I shouldn't have allowed it to completely take over me. Yeah. Um, but then, again, you get to now really reflect God because now you're going back and apologizing. I wouldn't have apologized for that before I was a Christian. I would have been like, okay, I'm going to elbow you, put you on the ground and not think twice about it, you know? Yes. But I think as far as like, okay, like dirty, dirty uh, shots, you know, um, cheap shots, those kind of things are cheating or, you know, those, those, the integrity of it. I think it is really hard to have integrity and be in the sports world. Um, but I think those are the ways that Christians really stand out in the sports world oh, yeah. where it's like, okay, you can, you can do both. And I don't think my view has changed, but I definitely, the advice that I give now, mm-hmm. oh, it is so different. Um, <laughs> you know, Carlos and I were talking beforehand just about, um, you know, different things about sports. And I was telling him how, you know, especially with, with mentoring, a lot of things that I tell the mentors now or the mentees is, you know, what's your passion outside of, um, what's your passion outside of your sport? Because you're, you are a person outside of your sport. You, yeah. you're not just an athlete. You, you yeah. love, um, photography or you enjoy going on adventures or you, you know, there's, there's different parts to us mm-hmm. besides just our, our sports. So, um, I would say it, it has changed and you can mend the two, but at the same time, um, I think with bringing God into it, I still love a competitive game. I still love talking trash, you know, um, (laughs) to other Christians to, I love playing. I love being a girl that goes and plays open gym with a bunch of guys and whoops their butt. Like it's (laughs) that, that's fun to me, you know? Um, and like I said, I do think it reflects a part of God. Yeah, absolutely. And actually I just heard an interview. I was listening to an interview last night actually, and it was about, um, Nick Foles, who's a quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, Super Bowl champ, starting quarterback, Super Bowl MVP, um, who is also a devout Christian. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool listening to the interview, him saying that, you know, some people just don't understand it or don't like the answers that he's giving as far as like, you know, because they're now they're talking about him starting over the quarterback that was starting before and mm-hmm. Carson Wentz. And he's just saying, you know what? I'm not a starting quarterback. I'm not a backup quarterback. I'm just a quarterback. Right. And just he was saying that, you know, if he puts the 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 sport too much of a high of a pedestal, it right. starts like messing up his own walk with God. Yeah. So it was just really cool listening him like talk about that and yeah. just like, wow, like that's exactly what you were just talking about right, right. there. Um right. and even just having that balance of like, you know, I still love the sport. God gave me this platform for yeah. a reason. Um, and I'm going to enjoy it, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to let it identify who I am. Absolutely. the sports news um i know there's uh, a couple of big sports news right now um like i think one obvious one is uh lebron to the lakers which is yes. crazy um that's shaking the whole nba um the warriors getting demarcus cousins <laughs> yes, as well another true. super team might as well end the whole season yes. but um for this segment uh, i wanted to talk about 
Um, we did this. I did this in another uh, episode before, um, but this segment will be called "Explain Your Sport." Mm-hmm. And um, me, I never really got into basketball. Um, and if I'm even honest, I don't know much about women's basketball. Mm. And I have um, a women's basketball player over here, yeah. and I would love for her to explain the sport um, and. Um, everything that goes behind it and even her experience with it and her as a fan, as a player. Um, So Morgan, I guess, let me ask this question. What was it that about basketball um, that really pulled you into wanting to play that? Yeah. Um, Well, first, can I say I'm not a bandwagon Warriors fan, but I am from the Bay Area and I used to cheerlead at the Warriors games when I was like, seven so I've been a fan for even when they were terrible there you go Um, loyal (laughs) just had to put that out there no thank you um but uh yeah I think what I loved about it I love teamwork and I love team sports so I loved the fact that you know everyone played a part like if you think about basketball and I always say this basketball is the only sport that you you really don't get to specialize in one thing. Think about baseball. If, I, if I'm mm. a pinch hitter, I just go in to hit, yeah. right? Or I play just right field. You really don't play any other position. Right. But in basketball, you can't just be good at offense. Like, yeah. you have to be able to play offense and defense to get on the floor. Yeah, especially now. Especially now, right? And so I that's one thing I've always said that I've loved about basketball is you... And I mean, even volleyball. You could be a libero. You could be a right uh, outside hitter. You could be a setter. Um and I mean, you have specialties in basketball, but again, that's, that's one thing that I think really drew me to it is you, it's a team effort and the person who gives the assist gets the same credit that, mm-hmm. you know, the person who scores the basket gets, yeah. you know, um, I love that it's a race against the clock rather than just points, mm-hmm. which it is points, but yeah. like, I guess I'll keep using volleyball as an example, but that's not really a timed thing. Right. Um, one of my favorite things about basketball is right before the game starts, like the, the fact that the, your adrenaline is pumping, like you just can't wait for that first buzzer to sound. Right. I still remember, um, I still remember like that feeling in basketball. And, and when I got to college is I was like, oh man, like running out to start the game is just, it's a one of a kind feeling. And I think if I miss anything about basketball, it's definitely the camaraderie of the team. But right. to that, that adrenaline pumping when you're getting ready, you're scoping out the other team. And yeah, I've just always really loved that about basketball. So, um, and then I think the contact of it, I, I love the fact that you could push people around mm. and I loved to take charges. Ugh, if you <laughs> ask anyone on my college basketball team, they're like, I could literally, I can have a ref, I can make a ref call an offensive foul for me out of nothing. Um, other teams didn't like that so much, but I love taking charges. Um, so yeah, I, I would say that um, that's what really drew me at first. Awesome. And so, you know, you mentioned earlier in, in one of the segments that you know you love being the only girl on the court and just like beating up on guys. Um, what is it? What do you think? It, why do you think is it is about? Um, like women's basketball and then men's basketball and mm-hmm. like why um, men's basketball, like, like I think the NBA is like so big right now. I yeah. think with college, it's pretty even as far as like co- college basketball for women's and, and men. Um, but why do you think, and women's basketball in the WNBA is starting to get bigger now. Yeah. Um, but why do you think that's the case um, from your perspective? I'm interested to see why do you think that's the case for yeah. 
in that situation. In that situation, yeah. Well, I think just across the board, women's sports tends to not get as much attention or mm-hmm. um, as much love as men's sports. And I think especially with basketball, okay, you take volleyball and basketball in comparison. Like volleyball is primarily a woman's sport. There right. are schools that have men's volleyball, which is amazing. Yeah. But primarily women's sport were so for basketball I think it's a primarily men's sport. So mm-hmm. and, and it just like I I've always said that it's a more testosterone sport, which usually the girls that play we're we're a little bit tougher. Like mm-hmm. we and even the way that we work out and the lifting that we do, it ends up I mean there's every once in a while there's, you know, the ones that are a different body build, but I would say most of us were, we were pretty yoked. Like we, we lifted hard. It's, right. you have to be strong to be able to, like you have to really, put in the extra work. Exactly. Um, but I just think across the board, the competitiveness, like men were just built to dunk. They were just built to be faster and quicker. And, mm-hmm. and so watching, I mean, I even feel that way, like watching men's basketball, I'm, I'm like, wow, this is just amazing. You can do an alley-oop where we just do a regular layup, you know? Um, and every once in a while, you know, Brittany Griner, she was able to dunk. And, oh, yeah. you know, there's some people that were able to do that. But um, I think as well, um, just women's sport in general, I think actually in the last couple of years, I think this actually last year, they just changed it to women having four quarters in college basketball instead of halves oh. because it makes the game... Uh, seem quicker because for halves it it just becomes a very slow game so they yeah. they've changed that in recent years um and i was also sharing with carlos i i'm not as much of as uh, as an avid fan as i would have liked to be growing up i think i loved the sport but to be a fan of it was a little bit different for me um i would say I, i'm more so um gave my attention to working out and being a sport myself like mm. being in the sport myself right. but um, yeah, I, I would say going back to your original question of like men versus women, I think two men are naturally a little bit more competitive. I wouldn't say that's across the board, but, mm-hmm. um, just our build too is, is different. So, yeah, no, definitely that. And that's interesting that you said about like more building yourself to be in the sport than like being a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, cause for me, I grew up loving baseball mostly yeah. because my dad kind of force that into me right right um but it i wasn't that great at it and even growing up now i still love the sport and respect it um crying baby alert <laughs> but i'll keep talking um so um i grew up playing the sport and loving it and respecting it but it's hard to watch it um especially on tv as a fan um but more just um, more fun ha- like playing it than rather just watching it. That right. was the thing for baseball for me. And the way that you were describing that was kind of very similar to what I was saying. Yeah. Um, and you also mentioned as far as like the difficulty with like women's sports and men's sports. Um, I want to get your perspective on this. Um, the World Cup's going on right now, mm-hmm. and that's huge. Um, the Mer- and the U.S. Uh, men's national team didn't make the World Cup. Um, they have struggled for various reasons, but the women's uh, soccer team is amazing. Yeah. Um, why do you think, like, what do you think about, like, the different aspect on that end? Like, um, a lot of 
at least from what I've seen here, they're very supportive of the women's national team. Yeah. And the men's national team has kind of been a disappointment. What would you kind of, I mean, don't want to call it how it is. Yeah, right. Um, So what would you, what would you say about that? Do you see like that as kind of being, I don't know, kind of hopeful for like women's sports kind of like kind of rising or do you think it's just the difference in the sport? I think it's just the difference in the sport. I think women's soccer and men's soccer is one of those that's kind of split down the middle as far as it's not, it's equally loved. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the women's soccer team has proved themselves. And even too, they have a world cup. There really isn't anything besides the Olympics that women have with, Mm -hmm. as far as basketball goes. So I think that's also a difference is the media attention that they get Mm -hmm. um, is very different. Um, so I think that's one part of it. And I do think it's hopeful. I, I would love to see, I mean, even at USD, well, I think San Diego in general is a really hard place for sports, period. Right. Unless you're the Aztecs men's team. Um, but even at USD, I mean, the men would now, they've built a very, you know, a great program. But even the people that would come out and support that game, I mean, we would get maybe a fourth of that crowd. Mm. Um, because San Diego has so many things to offer. It's one yeah. of the biggest tourist destinations. So you have the beach, you have, you know, whatever. You have all these yeah. different places. So sitting in a gym on a Saturday afternoon is not that exciting, which right. is why I always was like, well, no wonder UConn is so good because there's nothing to <laughs> yeah. do in UConn. So people go to games for fun. You know, that's their entertainment. Yeah. Um. So anyways, I think as far as the World Cup goes, my my two cents on it would be that just the media and the level that they have um, is way different, even to the platform of of soccer that they can have a World Cup, and that that was already established before. Gotcha. That totally makes sense. segment of the topic of the, of the episode and that topic is about balance um which is fits pretty perfect as we just had a baby in here a couple times and <laughs> um off the mic during the break we had a crying baby yes we um, did. so morgan when you think of the word balance um what first comes into your mind your mind just the word in general um i think like equality like different everything being mm-hmm. equal what do you mean by that Um, I I would say I think of balance as like, okay, every area of my life, um, having its own place, playing a different part, but all of them being balanced. Um, but two, I think, I think just personally being balanced. I've since basketball, I've become a huge yogi. Um, I love, Mm. love yoga. It's the only thing I can do that I'm not competing (laughs) while I'm doing it. Be but interesting it, to compete against other people <laughs> doing yoga. It's you will hurt yourself, and that's what I learned. Is like if someone else next to you is doing a uh, a handstand, and I can't do a handstand yet, but I try to do it, I could really injure myself. And mm. so the whole thing about yoga is like be on your mat, like you made it today, um, and just be balanced. And and how balance takes a lot of work. It takes every part of your muscle to balance on one leg, and mm-hmm. you know that kind of stuff. So, anyways. 
long-winded answer for your gotcha. short question. No, totally. <laughs> That's totally fine. Um, now, with your experience in sports, I mean, we just talked about a bunch of what you were doing um, in the first segment. Um, why was balance so important for you as an athlete? Um, and just for obvious reasons, but from just hearing it from you, why was it so important for you to, to really have nailed down the idea of balance? Yeah, um, well... I think before I was a Christian, I think the importance of balance was purely time management. Like I, I mentioned, it's a full-time career with a full-time job playing mm-hmm. college basketball. We're still taking 15 units. I mean, and if you want somewhat of social life after that, I mean, mm. it just, it does. It takes a lot of balance. But I think um, then becoming a Christian, um, the balance is even more important because it, one, I had to prioritize, and I think that's a huge part of balancing is figuring out what your priorities are, figuring out what your values are, mm-hmm. and then balancing it based on that. So for me, yes, God is first, and then my husband, and then my daughter, and then my family, and mm-hmm. then, you know, um, and even then, too, like, church doesn't come, the actual church building doesn't come before my husband, right? Like, God in my life is number one, um, mm-hmm. but just figuring out what place everything has and then learning to to juggle slash yeah. balance all of that until it kind of evens itself out yeah definitely and i mean you obviously learned some like skills of organization and balance mm-hmm. um through the rigorous sports schedule that you had mm-hmm. um how was it for you taking that and applying that to your new devoted life to mm-hmm. god and to following jesus what was what were you able to learn from even not just even the schedule, but even just the balance of being on the court? Mm-hmm. Like, well, how were you able to take that and apply that to your new life? Yeah. Well, I think, like I said, God's a passionate God. And I think he put a passion inside of me for basketball and I was able to take that passion and use it for him and put it towards him. So mm-hmm. being really excited about, you know, church and being with the body and, you know, those kind of things, it was, I just felt like I got to transfer my passion to that. Mm. Um, but as far as balance, my, my poor husband has been the recipient of a lot of that <laughs> learning because, you know, for, I, I think I explained it pretty much since like sixth grade, I've been learning how to manage my time mm-hmm. and poor guy didn't go through the same college experience I did, but I, I expected our life, our marriage, our family to run on this detailed time schedule that Mm -hmm. I kept in college. And so I think one thing he's really taught me is learning how to be flexible, Mm. (laughs) learning how to not do something, um, and just sit and hang out. Um, you know, not a lot of athletes get to enjoy that because if you're not in class or if you're not at practice, you're wanting to put up extra shots. You're wanting to condition. You're wanting, like, there's always something you could be doing. Yeah, of course. And I was, I took that literally, like there's always something I could be doing. So I'm Mm. not going to be idle. I'm not going to like sitting at home watching TV or binge, binge watching Netflix. That's so new to me. Cause I'm like, Oh my (laughs) gosh, this is what people did in college. Like they did. They sat down and watched the bachelor or they sat down and watched all these shows. Uh, so I think as far as taking it into our family, I think it, it comes with its perks. Um, in the sense of I can get a lot done in a really short amount of time, Mm -hmm. but I've also had to learn how to let go and I've learned how to Mm -hmm. accept that that was a part of my life and a time of my life that that 
suited and, and it, it very much helped me get to where I wanted to be. But now I'm, I'm trying to learn how to appreciate the moments and appreciate the quietness, appreciate the, um, the moments that aren't filled doing things. Um, and that's really where I've been able to grow in my relationship with God, because I think when I was in basketball, I got to see him answer a lot of prayers of like, God, I just need you to get me through this practice. I'm Mm. exhausted. I have no idea how I'm going to make it. Or, you know, God, I'm going to give as much energy as I can to studying for this test, but you please fill in the gaps, you know? Um, but now I feel like I, it it was, it was hard because I wasn't used to being still. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a scripture that says, be still and know that I am God Mm -hmm. or be still and I will fight for you. And I'm like, uh, don't be still. I'll fight for myself, you know? (laughs) Um, but really to be still and know who he is. I feel like that's my life mantra now is, okay, I have to be still and I have to know who God is. I have to Mm -hmm. figure out who he is at this time as a mom and as a wife and, um, that it's not, I'm not competing to be a better wife. I'm not competing to be a better Mm. mom because that's where the competition always comes in. I think athletes make the best employees because you have a gnarly work ethic. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think sometimes, and I'm, again, I'm not assuming all athletes, but we can be some shallow people because we're not used to sitting down and having these deep conversations and, you know, really digging into how we feel about something. It's just like, okay, you lost a game. You got to get on the court the next day and figure out how you're going to work through it. You don't yeah. have a lot of time to sulk. You don't have a lot of time to process. Um, so, so yeah, I think balance has become a huge part of my life and even taking time for who I am. I need to take time to go to yoga and exercise because mm-hmm. otherwise, you know, life's demands pull at you. Um, but that's where I have to balance and center myself physically and emotionally. Um, you know, I, I definitely get that from God spiritually, but I feel like yoga has really been a huge, huge asset to my life as far as being able to, um, yeah, get me to a place of balancing. Oh, that's awesome. That's cool. How that works. And you mentioned, um, I was, I started thinking about this. You mentioned about like the, um, competitive nature of athletes and how you're not competing to be a better wife, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. As you were saying, that, I was thinking about like a couple um, basketball players or even football players that um, have a tendency to like not have that balance when they're on the court mm-hmm. or when they're on the field and they get a bunch of technicals or they're thrown out of games. Yeah. <laughs> and as, as I was thinking about that, it's, it's, those type of behaviors that sometimes even transfer outside of the the field and the yeah. court as well, and you could kind of see well what happened. And mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you could see it all started from like, right. where they're playing at, and it right. all transfers. Um, well, and, and I think to yeah. that, I think what's interesting is when you look at the athlete. Um, you know, I just think of um, what's his name from the Warriors, um, Draymond. Draymond Green, Green, right? Yeah, Draymond Green. Um, I'm terrible with names. Don't judge me. I know what his face looks like. Um, (laughs) but he, you know, no diss to him, but he super emotional player. And like, I mean, just, you never know. I'm like, oh my gosh, please don't get a technical in this playoff game, you know? But, um, I, I think what's interesting is when you just look at the athlete, it's like, oh, well he's great and he does all these great things, but to not be able to address that part of someone. And, and that's what I really appreciate about my college coach is she was, she very, she very much viewed us as a whole person mm. where, you know, like I mentioned before in between my sophomore and junior year, when I was, you know, a mess of a person, she, one thing she said is she's like, you like your values are off. Like where are your morals? Where, like, mm. what do you want to stand for? 
And it didn't matter who I was on the court at that point. It was who is Morgan as a person and what decisions is Morgan going to make? And of course, then that likewise transfers onto the court where um, if you have a really emotional player, like you have to talk about that off the court. You have to figure out what's really going on um, and then be able to say like, okay, when you're in those moments, let's figure out how to channel that anger and that aggression in a different way so yeah. that we don't lose you on the court. Of course. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think that's really interesting, too. Yeah, it's interesting, and it's very important, too, as you were even saying that, um, like you were saying, you're not competing to be, like, better, like, wife or mm-hmm. mom. You're just, you're in, even when you mentioned, like, the yoga thing, like, you're yeah. not competing. You're, it's all balance. You're on your mat. Right, like, right. Like, you're on your, I would even say, like, you're on your, your life, your uh-huh. walk with God. Um, and it's like, yeah. I know sometimes we can look at other people's walk with God mm-hmm. and even either feel competitive or even yeah. insecure or right. stuff like that. When um, the whole point of like balance is that you're on your your walk, yeah. your lane, and not that you don't get help from people still, right. but it's just knowing that you know this is something that you don't have to not stress too much about, right. but just know that you're right. You're on this walk, and you right. have other people doing this as well. Um, right. What would you say to um, to people who are interested or want to, wanting to have a relationship with God, um, but they feel like their life isn't balanced enough, or they feel like you know bringing in, a, say, bringing in God into their life will like kind of mm. throw off the balance in their life? Right. What, would, what would you say to people that are considering? that but are kind of hesitant because of that yeah well I I think that's kind of a misnomer in the sense of bringing in God will throw off the balance because (laughs) I think human nature we think we can do everything ourselves but I think if you look at the course of life and people that have gone before us like everyone hits bumps in the road there's no one's life that's perfect yeah right um And so I think to say, okay, well, I need to get my life balanced before I introduce God into it, or I need to just um, make it to the WNBA, strike it rich, become an actor, you know, whatever their life goal is before Mm -hmm. they let God into their life. I think that's silly because, I mean, the best part about having a relationship with God is that I have the Holy Spirit living inside me. Like, that's a gift given to me. And so I get to, it's no longer just me who's trying to, fight these battles of Mm -hmm. frustration or even, um, even in the games, like I, I have a person that I can talk to in these moments where some people just channel all of that. And there are people who, I mean, it's clearly so many successful people, but I think for me personally, like I couldn't have made it through my junior and senior year if I Mm -hmm. didn't have God. Um, so I would say for anyone that's like trying to figure out how to balance, um, give God a shot, like see how it goes. Um, you might feel a little uncomfortable cause you've been doing the same thing for 18 to 25 yeah, years of your of life. Um, but being open to change, being open to new things. And, and I love to see God prove himself. Mm. Like, <laughs> I mean, I love when people are like, well, like show me God, if you want me to do this and then boom, he's like, he does. And I'm like, yeah. wow, that's, it's a God that I get to serve that I, it's just so exciting where I'm like, please test him. You know, like I want him to, I want, I want to see how amazed you are when he, he pulls through and shows himself. So, um, I I think there's totally the opportunity and the capability of being a Christian and loving God, um, and being a competitive athlete. Absolutely. Wow. That's pretty spot on right there. And with that, um, 
going to end the episode here. And um, again, this is the Blessed Sweat and Tears podcast. I'm joined by uh, Miss, Mrs. Morgan Roberts. Uh, thank you so much for for being here, Morgan. Uh, thank you for those listening. Um, again, if you are interested, please share this podcast with other people. Um, we're on Google Play now, so you can listen there. Um, we're also on iTunes. Um, but thank you guys so much for the support for those who are listening. Um, and we'll be back to for another episode of the Blessed White and Tears podcast. Take care. Mm-hmm.